Here's Johnny! Welcome to my nightmare. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Fear Freaks Podcast. My name is Braden. I'm Destiny. And we are the Fear Freaks. Got a Saturday night episode tonight, people. Sorry that uh, we couldn't do one during the week this week, but uh, something came up, had to take care of it, but we're back. We're back on a Saturday night. Destiny and I are drinking. If you guys don't have a drink, maybe grab a drink. Uh, this is going to be a very fun episode. We've had a blast covering our top five. Last week, we did horror movie openings this week we are continuing that trend with horror movie endings it only makes sense that if we talked about the beginnings last week we're going to talk about the endings this week so um how we going how is it going tonight chat what percent is this um chat how we doing tonight uh, i do see uh that we've got lamontre in the house we've got gory I see Chris is going to be watching us later on uh, tonight saying looking forward to checking that out after work tonight. But we've got Brettman in the house. Mago, what's going on? Uh, Sebastian, I see you in here. Uh, Ashton, how are you? Uh, who else we got in here? Uh, holy cow, we got our first super chat. Brettman, guess what? So let's read what it is. Good job at fixing the spelling. Thank you. I will address that here in a second. I do want to say that we have a brand new Super Chat lineup, meaning that we've got different videos for different Super Chats that we get. It's so fun. I had such a great time putting this together. Destiny actually helped me put it together. Um, you know, but you know who I, I was just editing them and cutting them down, you know, all the technical stuff, but no destiny had a really stellar, uh, some stellar suggestions. So, you know what, right off the bat, we're going to start off with a Bob's burgers one. First, you got to make some money for mommy. Okay, baby. <laughs> so that that's the first one, but now we've got different videos. So the Tropic Thunder one is still in here, but where will that come up? Which one will you get? if you decide to super chat. So that is a new feature available. Super chatting is of course not required, but highly appreciated. Brett, man, thank you so much for being the first super chat. I hope that you enjoyed that one a lot. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he says, hot damn. Yeah, I know not, not that one. That one will come up eventually and it'll annoy destiny every single time still. I'm sure. So uh, destiny, you've suffered long enough, but now you've got your own Bob's burgers one. We have a family guy one in there and we also have a Simpsons one in there as well. So got a pretty stellar lineup uh, ready to rock and roll. So, um, but yes, let's address the elephant in the room. Brett man gave us the super chat because I did have destiny's last name misspelled under her social media section for like the last literal however long we had this new purple moon backdrop like it, that's very embarrassing you know it's been a while i didn't notice till the other night though you know yeah you misspelled it i just never really looked i guess and then the other night i was just sitting here and i was like what the fuck and it's been misspelled he can't <laughs> say it to save his life and he can't freaking spell it either but that's okay it's just, it's not surprising, you know, it does hurt like a little bit, but five months, Brett just said he checked five months. My That's last crazy. name is misspelled. 
I don't that's do anything for the channel really. So, you know, maybe that's my punishment is, I, I mean, also, honestly, I'm sure, you know, it kept some people out because they couldn't find me hopefully. Cause you misspelled my last name. Perhaps, perhaps they were looking for destiny Falker instead of Faulkner. So, you know, like, yeah, may, maybe that, uh, and did I say the last name correctly right there? I think I did. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Let's go. Point for Braden right there saying the name correctly. And I also did your little at because apparently I didn't have the at right by her Instagram either. I had it for mine. perfect though. I'm so glad you really paid attention to your side. All my stuff was absolutely 100% accurate. Hers, we had uh, had to work on that a little bit. So you know what? Thank gosh. And Brett, man, you didn't help me with the five months thing. So you know what? Respectfully fuck off um no don't do that oh we're super glad to have you in here tonight uh we're happy to have all of you guys in here tonight but um as we get started or before we get started destiny what's happening within your world of horror for this upcoming or for this past week really um not really a whole lot horror movie wise but i did watch a couple of movies um i just have to get to them so i did watch green room um, and that was actually like Misael's suggestion on our last live stream. He said to watch it. And I was kind of like wondering why, because it almost had nothing to do with what we were talking about until I realized it's because they are like a rock band. And that's why, because I was talking about the devil's candy and I was like, Oh, cool. Which I did enjoy it. I didn't realize though until after the movie was over, I thought I was watching escape room. I thought the entire time going in, I, I was going to be watching Escape Room. And I know like Escape Room is like a, it's kind of like a Saw-esque type movie. And the whole time I was watching Green Room, I was like, this feels nothing like Saw. I'm so confused. Just to realize two different movies. But I did enjoy it still. Um, I gave it three and a half out of five stars. So I very much enjoyed it. It just, it wasn't anything too crazy. And it's an A24 film. So that's pretty cool. But the cast was great. Um, and then after that, I watched Zombieland Double Tap, which I thought was fun. I don't think it was that great, though. It was actually pretty disappointing because I do think the first Zombieland is so good. And that was one that I watched so many, uh, many times as a kid, like when it came out. And so like doing a sequel so far after it felt so kind of like weird. And then watching it. I feel like it still wasn't even necessary. Like, I don't think we needed this movie. And it was a little frustrating because they were pulling off the same stuff that they did in the first movie that you would think like 10 years later, there'd be more growth and stuff like that. Like they wouldn't fall back into the same ploys they did in the first movie, but they do that. And so it was kind of frustrating in a way because I was like, I would expect our characters to develop differently. And it, there was like, it was a larger cast and there were so much more people in the movie and it felt weird for that reason too, because you would think if there's going to be more people, it would have been the first movie when the outbreak first happens, not 10 years later when there's like new strains of zombies and they're getting stronger and everything. They're more of like trained to boost on zombies at this point. So yeah. like watching it, I was just like, whatever, but it, it had some good laughs. The opening was cool because we get master of puppets. Um, I like that they kept with the Metallica song as the opening. That was a lot of fun. Um, it had Luke Wilson in it for a little bit, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't think we needed it, but it was a fun turn your brain off, you know, sort of movie, but it wasn't anything too, uh, special in my opinion. Last night, the last drive-in was on. 
So we watched Sharknado and most of Amsterdam fell asleep during Amsterdam and I was out of it for most of it. Dude, I but, literally passed out. I was out cold. Like during I had that. to look up the killer because it didn't make it. And I was so <laughs> upset because I woke up at like 4 a.m. after and I was like, fuck, who was the killer? Because I was trying my hardest just to see who the killer was and I just did not make it. And I also uh, rewatched Evil Dead Rise because it's on HBO Max or Max now. So I rewatched that. So that's really about it, horror wise. Oh, yeah. The Ring. I rewatched The Ring as well. The Ring, very nice. Thank you. That's a, Thank yeah. That's that's stellar. That is definitely a stellar list. More than more than me. I mean, this week, yeah, literally nothing really horror related going on. Um, but last night we did watch Sharknado and I watched half of Amsterdam and I was, I, and we were talking about that earlier today too. I was intrigued by what I saw. It was just more of like, I was so tired that I really tried. You saw me. I was like trying to keep my eyes open <laughs> as, as much as I could, but I ended up passing out. So, um, but I, it is a movie that I didn't hate per se. I mean, I was just more, it did have, some really good action stuff going on. Like it had a really stellar boat chase, which was really cool. And that boat chase, Joe Bob told us is eight minutes long. Like they literally, and apparently it took like a year to acquire all of the permits and stuff to, to shoot that entire scene. Um, like, th so that was really, really awesome. Yeah. It's definitely something like, I do want to go back and like actually watch it because it was really interesting. And it was like, it's a movie that I have not seen before. It's a slasher movie, but it's like an underwater, but still above water slasher. Don't get me wrong, but it's the whole look of the killer and everything. It was just something that I have not seen like at all before. Um, so it was really interesting. Um, I definitely want to go back and rewatch it. The episodes get uploaded tomorrow. So maybe tomorrow if I have the time, I would like to go back and rewatch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like that's really it. Like with uh horror for me this week. I mean, I haven't had a chance to rewatch Evil Dead Rise yet. I know that's currently on uh, Max. I know that that comes on 4K and Blu-ray this upcoming week on Tuesday, I think. So, um, yeah, uh, if you guys are looking to to snag it, Brett, man, I see you. The three-hour time difference. Yeah, I know. It was only like what ten. ten. It was ten. You commented on that too. You're like, yeah. it's only ten o'clock. I was like. I don't care. I'm still. I was up at 4:40 a.m. yesterday, so that's all I'll say. Wow. Wow. Yep. Um, but nonetheless, yeah. Um, that. So that's pretty much all I did for horror this week. So with all that being said, let's jump into the top five. Uh, but before we get into the top five, we do have, like last week, two honorable mentions when it comes down to um endings so destiny as always you go first what are your honorable mentions that you have on your list for best horror endings okay for my first one i have the orphanage and i don't want to go into this one too much because it is sort of like a twist ending but if you've seen the movie the movie is so sad and the ending made me cry so hard and the ending is just so like poetic and like beautiful, even though it is like 
devastating. It's just the way they wrap up the story and like everything falls into place and all these clues are finally like paid off. And you kind of think going into it, it's going to be like a really, like whenever I went into it, I thought it was going to be like a really scary um, sort of haunted house movie, which it still is. It's still effective and it's still pretty Mm -hmm. creepy, but usually the ghosts are like bad. And in this case, it's really not that. Um, But the orphanage, really sad movie, but it's so good. And then for my second honorable mention, I have Evil Dead 2013. Everything from, I would say, for whenever the brother sacrifices himself all the way to the end. Uh, She's going against the demon. She gets her hand freaking crushed by the Jeep. She has to rip it off. She saws this thing in half. It's raining blood, so there's blood everywhere all the way up until she finally kills the thing and everything is done for. And then we get an end credit with Bruce Campbell at the very end, which is pretty cool. But, yeah, Evil Dead 2013, definitely worth all the carnage that we get at the end and it's a lot of fun and it's freaking raining blood you don't get to see that too often yeah that is very true like you know evil dead 2013 does have a really stellar ending it's brutal it's violent it's bloody all that stuff you love to see in those movies the main characters covered in blood right um so those are two really solid ones and the orphanage is directed by j.a bayona who ended up directing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which, yes, is probably the weakest installment, but Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom still has some some fun to it, um, I think. So, you know, even though it does turn into like that haunted house, like after I feel like after you found out that like most of the movie takes place in a mansion, you were like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, Yeah, it does kind of turn into that like haunted house, just monster in a house type of movie still has some fun like it's got some great chase sequences and i do think that jay bayona is a great director um i just wish that he had something better to work with because i would have liked to see but everything that does take place on um isla nublar uh and all that stuff in the beginning he's great i i just think he's good overall and yes he does direct that movie very well it's been a while since i've seen the orphanage i do want to watch that movie again for a fact so um definitely do want to add that to a list for the future um you okay yeah i was just thinking can i rewatch that oh <laughs> i think it would be a good day to do like just a bunch of sad ones all together you know like train to busan imagine okay a double future no a triple future of final girls train to busan and the orphanage i would have to like not go to work for like a week i would probably need you know what that calls that calls for the ultimate fear freaks episode that means what we're gonna do my eyes are watering now just thinking about it we're gonna do a back to back to back triple feature watch party and it's gonna be an all-day event we're gonna have some drinks and all that stuff and we're gonna watch all three of those movies so there we go who needs therapy when you can just (laughs) When you guys can come to us, you guys come to us. Don't we're come all, to me. Well, no, no, no. I, I mean, like, I look, listen, come to us while we're live. Okay. Let's chat about it while we're live. We can all look at the comments and everything like that together uh, and go, go from there. So, okay. um, yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, Metalect, what's going on? Welcome in. I just saw your uh, comment come up. So, uh, Maddie, what's going on to you too? I just, I saw you uh, came in as well. So 
my two honorable mentions for best horror endings. And I know this is going to surprise some of you because you guys are like, what the fuck? Like, these aren't on, like, the top five. No, there's five more that I found to be better. But um, first one is uh, Sleepaway Camp. Obviously, iconic for the ending um, and everything like that. Uh, I just... I've seen the movie like three times in my life. It's not like how many, can you count how many times you've seen sleepaway camp or have you just seen it so many times that you don't know? I would say probably about 10 times. Cause I haven't, I only found this movie in like 2020, I would say. Um, so it's not like one that's been around forever, but since then at least 10 times, cause I do like to show this movie to people mm -hmm. for the ending. So. Yeah, no, I mean, the whole movie is kind of like your basic slasher at camp summertime movie. The end, though, is, I mean, obviously, everybody knows what the ending is. And it's when it's revealed to be a man, like everything that is that whole thing is just so disturbing. I'm going to shut up now because I'm sure we're going to be talking about this here later on. Um, but uh, what do you call it? Um then uh, Silence of the Lambs is my next honorable mention. Um, the Silence of the Lambs is fantastic. Anthony Hopkins did win the Oscar for um, Best Actor in 1992 for this movie. Rightfully so, because he is fantastic as Dr. Lecter in this movie. And just the ending when he's talking to Clarice and he's just, he's literally saying, I'd love to chat longer, but... I'm having an old friend for dinner. Like, it's just like, Ugh! it's like, my God, like it's, it's so damn good. Uh, and just that line, it, it literally like haunts people. I was reading some of the comments of like, just what people were saying on YouTube. And I mean, it's, it, he doesn't say I'm eating with an old friend for dinner or I'm having a friend over for dinner. He says, I'm having an old friend for dinner. And that is just like something that is just so chilling that it's just like, Ugh! and then he just hangs up um which is absolutely amazing so yeah uh, the silence of the lambs gets that it's a brilliant movie uh brilliant performance by anthony hopkins um you and i were just watching thor the dark world earlier and honestly that's why i say anytime i see anthony hopkins i'm like it's always just great to see him in in a movie because the man is just amazing so uh yeah silence of the lambs for me for that second honorable mention all right are you ready yep Okay, my number five, I have Ready or Not, um, mainly because the entire movie is like you're questioning whether or not this whole like curse thing is real and if they're really like playing because they are so serious about this. Um, and you obviously you have Samara Weaving's character who just got married into the family and she thinks it's all a joke until her husband tries to like explain to her like, no, I think this is real, but we can still try to get out this way. And then there's that turn in the end. And then uh, finally it's sunrise. And I like that it kind of has like a, a pause between because then you have the goofy husband saying like, holy shit, like it was fake, you know, and then they start blowing up. And then one by one, they just take turns blowing up while she's just watching it and she's laughing and it's so funny. And she's snorting because she's laughing so hard because everyone around her is just blowing up, which rightfully so. They just spend this entire evening trying to kill her. And now they're all dying right in front of her because they didn't make the time. Um, and then she looks at her husband and says that she wants a divorce and throws a ring. And then he 
explodes and then she's just outside smoking a cigarette everything's on fire and then in-laws that's it and then end credits it's so good it is such like the payoff is so worth it because again you yourself you don't know whether or not it is true and i'm i like that it was true and i saw some people say like they wish it wasn't true and then they like got arrested and stuff and went to jail like in real life yeah sure but like for a movie i think it's fun to see them blow up and to like get covered in blood like that like the behind the scenes where they are like shooting this like little cannon off and it's like caramel syrup and like food coloring and then like bananas like mushed up that's so much fun so yeah. ready or not i i absolutely okay. love it it's so good and they have this song playing again while everyone's blowing up that is mm-hmm. amazing yeah no that that's a really good choice honestly um i struggled pre-show to forget that that came out in 2019 so you know uh only a couple years old for that one but it does it that just movie is so fun and i think it's um it's a really great uh, overall story and it's got some really great kills to it as well. So yeah. And the ending, like you said, is, is awesome. So, and Brettman did say in laws, uh, Maddie says ready or not. And the menu, the menu actually does have a really stellar uh, ending. Um, I wasn't think I honestly wasn't really thinking of a whole lot of newer movies when it comes down to it. I was thinking more of like, you know, what are some of the classics? But yeah, the menu does have a really good ending as well, for sure. Yeah, I just think I need to give. Oh, go ahead. A great double feature because it's about like rich people and stuff like that. And you yeah, know, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Double feature watch along in the future for Fear Freaks. So we're gonna have some long episodes, guys. <laughs> but um, it'll be it'll be worth it for sure. Um, so my number five on my list is. Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. The Shining, uh, I don't think I need to say anything about the ending that it hasn't necessarily been said before, but that picture uh, on the wall as the camera zooms in, and I'm not even just like talking about that final shot. I'm just like overall thinking of the ending, like as Jack is chasing Danny through the maze and everything, like, I mean, with the axe, and just really the entire third act is amazing, but it's really, it really is that final shot of like the camera just like pushing in on that picture and it's saying that essentially Jack has he been there the whole time like so many film historians and people have tried to break this thing down forever and it's really left just a burning image and people's like what the fuck does that mean and I just think that it's uh, such a chilling way to end the movie it's definitely one of those shots where it leaves an audience talking And that's, I think, what any filmmaker wants is after an audience has sat down and watched uh, their movie is to have them talk about it, is to have them say what they liked. And that is essentially what has been there's been a lot of talk about The Shining, but that final shot is literally what's been talked about just forever. So uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining is number five um, on, on my list. Okay, number four. Of all time. Yeah, this is our favorite endings of all time. Yeah. And also, like, that's like as of right now. It could always change. It could. My number four is Sleepaway Camp. You talked about it earlier. For everything that you said, it. Oh my God. Hold on. Anyways, for everything that you said, um, it is like a a pretty straightforward sort of like a summer slasher whodunit. 
and it's really weird. It's so bizarre. Um, a lot of strange dialogue and like delivery and that's what I love about it because it is just such like a weird movie. And then you get to the end where there is that reveal because like you have um, Angela like telling uh, Paul like, you know, like meet me at the waterfront after the social and like she's like, let's go swimming. And she's like being super like ominous, even though like the whole time she's been like standoffish and like quiet. But then she starts like open up and everything. And then we get towards the end where there's like a flip with like just her face really. Um, and then when they find her, she's on the beach cradling a decapitated head. And then it's revealed that she is a boy. And the whole time it was, she's been Peter, her brother, and that Angela had died, but their aunt made her or Peter be her. Yeah. Because she wanted a little girl and she already had a little boy. And that's so fucked up because she fucked up this kid. But um, it's just something that, like, you don't see coming because, like, I would have never guessed that. And um, even though whenever I watch this with people, they are always like, oh, so this the girl died. And I always have to be like, oh, no, it was the brother. Like, I have to hurry up and try to, like, I was like, no, no, no. The brother's one that died. The girl's still great. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But because you can tell that it, it, if you pay attention to the opening, you can tell which one actually does die. But yeah, the ending, it's just so great because you – you just don't see it coming and it's just so like out there and it definitely sticks with you. And Felissa Rose is so freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, I love her so much. So sleepaway camp, it's just, it is a perfect, what the fuck, like little movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. Denise, how's it going? You're all good. We just been same thing talking about horror movies. Tonight's is top five, uh, horror ending. So if you have some, uh, feel free to share with us, but it, uh, glad that you're joining us here from a family party. Um, no, I think that, uh, everything you said about sleepaway camp definitely, uh, is a perfect description as to why that ending is just so iconic and why it's just so WTF and really why you want to have people watch it for that ending specifically. It's like, you got to sit there the whole movie and then just like, literally you're watching look. the person next to you. <laughs> yeah, just you're not me. even like watching the movie at that point. You're just kind of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> exactly um no but excellent choice for um for sleepaway camp uh my number four on the list goes to jaws um i know i kind of gave that away last week when we were talking about uh, horror movie openings but jaws is definitely one of those movies that i think has a really great ending to it i think the third act of jaws is essentially nail-biting like when the shark is actually up and active, the most active, I should say, because like the whole movie, the shark pops in and out, you know, like we, we see it from time to time. Um, and then really it's like when the three are out at sea is when like, you know, we get the most of the shark, but really like on the final day or the final morning um, and all hell breaks loose and the boat and the orca starts going down and everything. But really it's just like when chief Brody is like, all hope is almost lost. Like if that boat sinks, he's pretty much toast. So it's like, and the music by John Williams in the final scene is, is great. It's exciting. Um, and then you get the smile, you son of a boom. And you just see him explode. It's fucking awesome. So uh, Jaws, uh, th there's a lot to like about the movie as a whole. Uh, the opening is obviously iconic. 
Um, but the ending, I feel like it cannot be underlooked. Uh, the ending of Jaws is just as fantastic as uh, the rest of the movie. So, Yeah, I would agree. It didn't make my list, but I do love it, and I love the movie. Mm-hmm. All right, my number three, I wonder if they would ever make another one. You know, well, they made Return to Subway Camp, and I think that was like 2014 or 20. It was in the 2010s, maybe even 2016 or something. And that movie, like, is so hard to find. You can't, I don't even think they sell it. Like, I've seen people sell, like, copies of it, and that's probably, like, not legal. But it's so hard to find this movie. Um, And it's not, I've only, I've seen the kill count, and, like, you can just tell, like, the movie's not that great. But if, if they would ever make, like, another one, I'm going to say probably not. I don't see them remaking that. And even if they did, like, it's not going to hit the same. Because, like, we already know. Unless they were to take out the ending and just make it, like, you know, again, like a straightforward slasher. Something like Fear Street 78 would be cool. Because um, I just want more camp slashers that are, like, modernized. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Okay. My number three, I have midsummer um mainly because i love this movie i love danny i love oh i don't love everything she goes through but i feel for everything she goes through because i feel like i relate to her character and um a lot of like her situations and everything and i know like there's so much talk when it comes to the ending because, like, obviously this is not exactly, like, a good-for-her movie. Because she is now, like, indoctrinated into this cult. And, like, that is not a good thing either. Like, you don't want to be part of this cult. But it's, like, she finally has a place to call home. Even though it is a part of a cult and it is fucked up. But, you know, everything that has happened with her, with her boyfriend. Um, with, like, her, like, friends. Everything like that. Everyone's, like, dying. And she's made the may queen everyone's like on fire or they have like the building burning on fire and it's a that shot of her crying and like weeping and then it switches to where she has that smile and you can see like the acceptance and like peace and like the comfort in her face even though again what she's going through is still not great yeah but just to see that relief it's after all the emotions that she goes through and everything she's like pushed to just for that final shot of her smiling. It's it's so good. It's like cathartic in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love, I love Midsommar. I love that ending. Whether you read it, however you want to read it, I think it's wonderful. Really stellar overall movie. Uh, before I give my commentary on that, I just want to say uh, hello to Todd. I saw Todd in the chat here saying that um, his favorite horror movie ending is the last scene in the original Carrie, um, which is definitely a really good pick for a fact. Uh, Rosie, what's going on? Welcome in. Glad to have you in here. Um, but uh, to, that's to kind of pick up on what you were talking about with Midsummer. Yeah, that movie. Um, I feel like Ari Aster films in general are like you love them or you hate them. I haven't seen Bo is Afraid yet, um, but I am definitely excited to see it uh, whenever I have the opportunity to sit down and watch it. It is three hours, so I know it demands, you know, a stellar couple hours uh, <laughs> to watch it. But um, nonetheless, I feel like that Midsummer it really did show. And I, I love the 
colorness of Midsummer. Like I feel like that Midsummer is a movie where it shows that you don't need everything to be dark and creepy and moonlit, but you can make something just as effective in the daytime in broad daylight. And that's exactly what they what Ari does a great job at doing here. And yeah, that that end scene, not only is the third act just incredibly disturbing on a disturbing like scale, um, it, it's just like that ending is just like, you know, what the fuck? It's like just like there. I, I would honestly say that that's kind of like his shining ending. It's just like, what is Danny thinking? Like, you know, like what uh, what is going on in the mind of uh, of that character? You know, so um, I think that it's just uh, it's a great overall movie. It's so good. It's definitely one I want to watch soon because um, it's so freaking hot outside. Like right now, it's like a perfect time to watch it. Um, the last time I watched it, I watched it with Mia. We were drinking and watching Midsummer. It was just, you know, and like I just the when they start crying together, I want to do that so bad. I just want to get a group of girls and we all just cry together because that just looks so like i need that i need it i yeah. can probably cry right now i don't know why i'm always on the verge of crying well it's just you that's all nothing wrong with that but you know it's okay to get your emotions on out feel free to cry i'll start crying too right now let's just have Everyone a cry start crying Make me feel better. Um, no, but that's a that's a really stellar uh, stellar pick. Uh, what are we on three? Yeah. Yes. Um, number three on my list goes to the one, the only, the classic Halloween. Um, I've been doing ever since I did my Halloween review on my channel. That's how I've always introduced Halloween because um, they've got that TV spot like where they've got the voiceover that does that. But Halloween is number three on my list. Um, I think that the ending of this movie is so effective for so many different reasons, because not only is this a complete movie, but really the final shots. Um, I mean, just like, let me start here. Let's start with the chase because the chase of this movie is perfectly executed. It's elongated. It's like it, it builds the suspense. And even though I have heard people I've watched Halloween with in the past say, like, why hasn't Michael Myers, like, you know, been like, because she runs right next door to the neighbor's house after she leaves the Wallace's and uh, runs right to the neighbor's house, bangs on the door. Neighbor's a dickhead and ignores it. Right. She then takes off all the way across to the Doyle house and she's still banging on the door. Um, and then we finally see Michael Myers, like, you know, where he's at. But the reason that this scene is so effective is because of how elongated it is. Right. Like you see him, he's all the way on the back end of the Wallace house. And then he has to make it his way all the way across the street. And she's still not in the house. It builds suspense and it's a great chase scene, but really that the final shots of Halloween, when you hear the breaths and the breathing, yes, from one side, it's pretty much all the locations that we were at in the movie. But on the other end, it's the message that he's everywhere that Michael Myers is going to be everywhere. And that is the one thing about Halloween is that Michael is essentially that guy. If you're afraid of walking home alone at night, 
he's the one that's watching you or there's somebody if there's somebody in the distance watching you it's michael myers um so i mean just really the overall message of the ending and just like halloween again just it's it was made for three hundred thousand and gross like seven like a little over 70 million worldwide making it one of the most profitable movies of all time um fucking amazing just john carpenter hats off to him for his direction love halloween that's number three on my list all right number two on my list is also halloween kind of hate that you went first because you kind of stole literally everything that i was going to say with like the closing shots oh we get was that the uh boogeyman or yeah and again, you said with the shots with them not being there, but you hear the breathing and it's showing all these, which the movie does such a great job of like setting up like the layout of like each house we're in, like each location we're in, because towards the end, we're really only in these two houses. Um, and then, like you said, when you when it starts that chase scene and he's all the way back there, the music's building, which it's probably like my favorite score of the movie because it just gets like my heart racing because you can feel it. Um and then uh, everything from the final scene to him, like to Loomis showing up, shooting him, he falls off and they look down, he's gone. And then we hear the breathing still to show that he is still around. And like you said, he's like everywhere, but he's nowhere at once. And that's what makes it so creepy. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes Michael Myers so effective. And like the whole aura of Michael Myers is like, he is the boogeyman. He's like everything you're scared of in just one shape wow yeah they really nailed it with that when they came up with that i mean honestly they they nail halloween to really on every level like i mean it's it's simple it's effective it's not violent which is definitely one thing i forget a lot of people nowadays forget that are that consider themselves big halloween fans but then they'll see a halloween movie and be like oh it wasn't violent enough or like michael wasn't crazy enough and it's like okay so then are you a fan of just the character of Michael Myers? Are you like that kind of like dawns the question as to like what fan, like what kind of Halloween fan would you consider yourself? Are you the one that likes the brutal kills that Michael Myers has later in the franchise? Are you somebody that just likes the music? Like, you know, but me, I like Halloween because of just the simplicity of it. I don't need a violent movie. I need a scary movie. And Michael Myers was the first icon to, scare the shit out of me as a kid so you know for many reasons like i would go to bed and just hear the breathing in my fucking closet like and i know nothing was there but i would hear it because i would like watch it and then i'd just be like ugh, the boogeyman's in my closet like oh my god that's crazy that was not me as a kid (laughs) no yeah yeah but that's what i love but that's what i liked about it again he was the first one that genuinely scared the shit out of me so but i loved that too i loved being scared like I I like being scared today. Like if a movie can scare me or if a haunted house can genuinely scare me, then it does a great job. Cause like, yeah, Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like I don't want to go in. Like I want to be scared, fucking try and scare the shit out of me. You know, like if I walk out and I'm like, Oh, I saw that coming. You didn't really do a great job. Like, like genuinely surprise me and let's get this thing going. So. Yeah. I want a really good scary movie. I always try to seek them out, but nothing, I don't know, nothing hits the same anymore, I feel like. Uh, Nope. I don't even know what you're talking about, Brett, man. I don't know what you're talking about at all. So, 
Uh, but yes, essentially like that. Cause I did jump while I was on this uh, screen during that uh, pipe scene. And like, I mean, yeah, very much like that though. I will say that was effective because it got me like, you know, granted I wasn't paying attention, but you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what happened. I'm the kind of fan that hates Halloween resurrection. Yeah, me too. I also very much just like uh, resurrection. So, um, but brother fluff, what's going on? I hope that you're doing well here tonight. Maddie says Rob Zombie's Halloween was brutal and for me too brutal. That bathroom scene made me anxious as fuck. Um, yeah, the bathroom scene is definitely uh, one of those uh, elongated kills in um, Halloween 2007 for a fact. But yeah, I think that um, I, I think that Rob Zombie's Halloween, it, it was brutal and sometimes the blood was a little too dark for my liking like that opening kill when he kills the kid from school uh with it's the like branch. black yeah I, the, the blood was just definitely a little too it, it was almost as if they put too much hershey dark chocolate in the blood mix you know <laughs> yeah i've done so. that it takes a lot of red to balance that out but it does look a little dark it looks like because you know like it looks already dried because whenever blood dries it dries dark so it looks like the blood's already like immediately dried on his face. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, I, I think that there's some things that could have been done with the effects in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, but yeah, it is brutal. But also the thing that kind of like makes it okay is that Rob Zombie did something different with a remake. Like my thing with remakes is if they're going to try something new, then make sure that it's new and it hasn't been done in the in the franchise before. So you know, um, that's what essentially what Rob Zombie did. Um, but okay. Um, uh, moving on. Um, what do we, is it my number two now? Oh shit. Okay. Sounds good. Number two for me. And don't worry, Des, I'm not going to take the spotlight for you on this one. Cause I know exactly what's coming up next for you as well. Number two for me is, uh, is scream, uh, the ending of scream. Um, so Des, this is your number one. We might as well just have the scream discussion right now. So, you know, but go, go ahead and tell everybody what your number one favorite ending is of all time. Let's hear it. Three, two, one. And <laughs> it is scream. It is scream. How can it not be? You know, it's again, it's my favorite movie ever. It's my favorite franchise. I just love scream so much. And with the ending, um, we're kind of how we were talking about the opening with like uh, the original Halloween, how like you forget that we're not supposed to know, like this is Michael Myers and like, this is supposed to be like a little boy. And it's like, Oh my God. And that's how I feel with the ending of scream is like, I feel like I've never, obviously at one point I did know that they're, I didn't know the killers, but um, I can't remember that time. So it's like, I can't picture it like being surprised by it. But the people in the theaters to go in and it to be two killers and for one of them to be Billy, which I feel like isn't that big of a surprise because he is weird like the entire movie. And he is like, oh, if anyone's a killer, it's going to be him. But then there's a surprise that there's two killers and then the second killer is Stu. And then on top of that, we find out more about Sydney's mom that you can tell with Stu's reaction that he didn't even know that. Uh, Sydney's mom was sleeping with Billy's father. Like you can see Stu even is like, kind of like, what the fuck? And so we're still fi like finding out more 
about it. But the fact that there's two killers and one of them is Billy, the other one is Stu, all the stuff that comes out with Sydney's mom, um, it's just so great. And it's such like a, it's like a, it's a long ending too. Like when it gets to that third act, it's like a, it's a long third act. But everything is so worth it. And then you have Sydney just being like the badass she is and. It already is, like, setting up what kind of final girl she's going to continue to be. Because, like, this is her first movie, but she's already so strong. And she's already, like, kicking so much ass. I just, I love it. I love everything about it. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing that we haven't talked about in the past. We actually do. I was looking at our episodes. We do have a standalone Scream episode where we have talked about Scream 96 and... So uh, that is currently on the channel. If you guys want to go back, uh, I think that was like one of our first episodes. I think it was like episode three or something like that when we did the show because we were talking about that getting ready for Scream 5 at the time. Like, you know, that's that's crazy how long that that's actually been. But um, yeah, so if you guys are curious to hear more in-depth thoughts about that, we do break that down quite a bit um, in that episode. But yeah, like you were saying uh just the ending yeah the ending's like i think a 37 minute ending like from like the whole party scene is like all 37 minutes long and it's a fantastic ending it's suspenseful it's got jokes to it that actually do feel you know well placed and everything um we get some great kills at Stu's house great chase the chase sequence is one of my favorites when sydney's running and she goes down the stairwell and then you know ghostface comes running down and mm-hmm. it's almost and i love the little movement that he has too like he like stops and like does like that and i it could just be that it's from like him running but it's also kind of like a yeah bitch like you know yeah, it's like, like where are you going <laughs> Where are you going to go? Nowhere. So um, that's just like a little detail I've always noticed. Uh, yeah, but the suspense and then the reveal, obviously, the, the kitchen scene when you really do get why they're doing what they're doing. And, you know, I love how they're like playing it off. Like when Billy is like, you know, you hear that, too. I think she wants a motive um, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I just think that it's a what a fucking movie, man. I love that movie more and more every time I watch it. Definitely a movie that i love showing to people for the very first time just people who've never seen it love showing it to them for the opening for the story and that's why i always say too i'm like dude like it's such a fun movie because it's like you got to figure out who it is you know and the thing is that people don't some people don't realize that at the end that they do find out who it is you know um but yeah it's a great movie um so yeah Great pick. Uh, but my uh, my number one favorite horror movie ending of all time goes to Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. The end of Psycho, that final dolly in on Norman Bates as he's just sitting there and his mother's giving that you know dialogue and everything, the voiceover. And he just kind of like looks up and he just gives that creepy smile. Fuck, is it absolutely chilling? And it's, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I remember seeing Psycho for the first time. I was very little, but I mean, like, it, it was definitely one of those movies that had a long impact on me. And I, I still love this movie to death. I think that the, the twist also, this movie has a great twist. This movie also has the, um, 
thing. There was a theater I was at not too long ago. Well, this is back when I was in Illinois, so technically it was. Um, but yeah, the Hollywood Palms, they actually have one of the psycho posters where it's got Alfred Hitchcock pointing at his watch saying it demands that you be seated for psycho by this time because you you would not be able to get into this movie late. Like if you showed up late, you were unable to watch it. Alfred Hitchcock had a strict rule on psycho that you had to see the movie from the opening to the closing. And um, I thought that that and I think that that's just great because um, he has he wants everybody to experience it. But um, yeah, Psycho was it, 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 it was, is and always will be, I think, absolutely amazing. Um, so I, I love this movie. Uh, I was telling Des before this that on the um, Universal Studios tour at Universal Hollywood, uh, you get to go by the Bates Motel uh, and he comes out and during Halloween Horror Nights, you could take a picture with Norman Bates in front of the psycho house uh, at universal Hollywood. Um, it, it's so cool. So yeah, psycho is my favorite horror movie ending of all time. Hasn't changed. I, that was actually hard for me. I was debating between where to put Halloween scream and psycho, but I was like, no psycho is definitely one of those endings where I was just kind of like, yeah, I feel like it deserves this spot. Um, but Des, you, you don't like psycho. Tell, tell us a little bit why you don't like it. Look, I hate to sound, or I hate to show my age here, really, but I have fallen into the group of people that if I am not, if you do not have my attention, I am just checked out. And that's exactly what happened when I watched Psycho. I've only seen it once, but also it's like, it's one of those movies that it's like, you know, without having to watch it, because all of this is everywhere in pop culture. I already knew Norman Bates. I already knew the reveal. I already knew the twist. I already knew, um, what's her name? Crane? Hmm? The girl? Oh, uh, you mean Jamie Lee's mom? Yes. In a little while. Hold on. Psycho. All I can think about is from Scream oh, 6. Oh, Mar Marion Crane. Marion Crane. All I can think about was Samara Weaving in Scream 6. Marion Crane. I already knew, like, so I already knew all this. Um, and so it's, it kind of sucks whenever, which it's it's just because it's, like, everywhere. But when you're, like, watching a movie and you know exactly how it's going to, like, play out because you know all the key moments from the movie, so you're just, like, waiting for that. And I'd already read the book because I read the book whenever I was in high school, which I did really enjoy the book. Um, I know Brett's saying to rewatch it. I will rewatch it. I do own it. I bought it from Walmart. So I have the Blu-ray and that's how I watched it. Um, but I watched it that one time one day. I just wasn't fully into it. Um, yeah. And it's not like I don't like older movies or classic movies because I do. There's so many that I like, but this one, it just didn't. And I hate saying that because I know, you know, like I know how important this movie is. And how big this movie is and how much it did. I get that. I'm fully aware. But I just did not really care for it. Okay. But I will watch it again. And there's an episode of that 70s show where it's a Halloween episode. And it, the entire episode is Alfred Hitchcock movies. And I love the bit that they do um, for Psycho. It's really funny. Watch Body Liberator in the chat. 
maybe this because i have wanted to do like uh, i feel like a watch party would be fun we could do that when we get closer to halloween i feel like this is definitely a good october one to sit down and watch um so i i definitely think and bretman i actually also like your suggestion up here too horror movies that you want to show people um which i feel like would be like a solid top five list i don't know if there's like 10 full ones but i know for a fact there's like five of them that if you're hanging out with me and we're chatting about movies you better know these movies because they will come up in discussion numerous times throughout the year <laughs> so um yeah i can definitely come up with a top five top 10 might be pushing it so i i do actually like that um a lot but yeah guys that that is our horror list we got about eight minutes here until we hit the hour mark we're going to try and keep the uh, conversation going until the full hour mark it does feel like we've been streaming a little bit longer honestly than uh less than an hour but um yeah i want to know what your guys's favorite horror movie endings are and if you guys have any questions uh for either of us and if you guys want to throw out suggestions for future episodes of fear freaks that you guys might want to see throw those in the chat as well currently we're getting our list together actually uh there's one thing i did forget to do in the beginning that i'll do uh while you guys are coming up with those and that is uh obviously thanking the awesome patrons of the channel thank you guys you guys are the reason that content is able to you know get better and better so we appreciate your support uh, and everything for um the show the channel all that stuff and this is the current fear freaks schedule so uh, obviously tonight we are doing top five horror endings or we just did top five horror endings. There will be no show next week. Next week we were supposed to be doing the I Know What You Did last summer watch party. Unfortunately, uh, the week kind of got a little, uh, little crammed. Um, so there's going to be no show this upcoming week. Um, so tonight's show is technically making up for this past week and also this upcoming week. Um, on July 5th, we've got an in-person horror trivia uh, slash game night, which is going to be a ton of fun. Um, Destiny and I are going to be hanging out in person, uh, so we're going to have to try and figure out how to uh, do that stream. <laughs> um, I already have it in my head. You, you already have it in, in your head? You got it? Okay, sounds good. So she's going to be helping uh, me out a lot that night then. Maybe Des is actually going to be the main one to run. I will be. This is going to be my game show. There you go. Des hosted by Destiny Faulkner. So let's get it. Um, so that'll be on July 5th. On July 12th, we've got uh, Insidious the Red Door spoilers. Um, that movie comes out next week. So be on the lookout or make sure you guys see that and then watch this. And then on July 19th, we've got the Insidious ranking so that's uh everything that's up and coming here on the show for the next month ish um lots of exciting stuff let's see what uh <clears throat> what you guys got here i saw some more comments coming through sebastian says the exorcist ending is amazing to me it almost beats halloween wow wow i almost i considered putting the exorcist in the honorable mention exorcist might make top 10 for me uh, I really don't know what top 10 would be. All I know is that the two honorable mentions I gave tonight essentially would be for me six and seven if we were going to like top 10. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Mrs. Carter gave me a movie selection today and it was fantastic. Where's Mrs. Carter been? She's been MIA for me. Um, but yeah. I just saw her the other day on the stream. Where was it? 
It was in the other day. It was probably a couple weeks ago. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I saw her on Good Reels um, stream not too long ago. But, yeah. Um, okay, not really seeing uh, too many... Um, too many questions here uh which is a-okay uh but destiny what do you got coming up here uh this upcoming week tomorrow i will be on good real hunting's channel for our back from the dead episode and then nothing for the rest of the month heck yeah yeah the only thing i'm really essentially working on this week is my insidious video that's pretty much it is i gotta get uh the insidious video done i'm trying to get that done for friday uh so it'll be out for friday um if it is not out on friday i will try and have it out by saturday sunday or monday uh i don't know um all i know is that i need to have it completely edited and uh uploaded for release uh by late wednesday night so that's all that's my deadline right now but um yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much um, what's uh, up and coming. Brett, man, I'm going to message you about Monday. Uh, don't worry about that. Um, so with all that being said, everybody, uh, post your guys' comments down below. Let us know. What do you guys think about uh, the top five horror movie endings? Do you guys uh, agree with our list? Do you guys have your own list? And if you guys do have your own list, let us know what your list is because we want to hear about it. Uh, whatever those thoughts are comment below let us know and as always uh, hold on uh, 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 we got a super chat thanks for doing all you do i'll jump on patreon to support that means a ton maddie thank you so much uh there should be a link in the description if you do not see it then please let me know um and have a great rest of your weekend as well but what, what do we want to close out here with uh for, for this one you know what let's do the the second bob's burger one it over. i want that money what? <laughs> there you go. So thank you so much, Maddie. We do appreciate that a ton. Uh, and um, with all that being said, join this channel on its journey to 15,000 subscribers. And we will see you guys next time on Fear Freaks. Have a great rest of your night and weekend. Good night, all.